Welcome back to another episode of the One Percenter Podcast. I'll be your host, yours truly, David Nurse. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to move. Get ready to move. Get ready to be mobile, flexible, but not just moving. Moving with purpose, moving with efficiency, moving with energy, energy of mind, body, and soul. This week's guest, Aaron Alexander, the movement specialist himself, the host of the Align podcast and author of an up and coming book coming out very soon. Check into the episode notes to hear all about that. Aaron is going to blow you away with his ability to teach you how to move with efficiency, how to teach you to have most energy out of your day, how to have the most joy out of your day, how to be able to laugh at yourself, how to be able to not put so much pressure on yourself in terms of being able to stand up to what society says you have to be. Aaron is much more than just a movement specialist. He is a motivator. He is an encourager. He is an absolute entrepreneur to the max and making movement his mission. I'll do my morning stretches every day, but I have good posture. Yeah, you got good posture. I do right? have pretty good posture. I get told I get to have good posture when I'm walking around. <laughs> yeah. You've got great posture. You're not going to be a decent athlete if your parts aren't connected. Stacked point. up, it's lined up. And when you have no athletic gifts, no God-given athletic ability to jump more than two inches off the ground, you pretty much have to do every <laughs> little detail that you can possibly do. You suggesting like steroids? Great posture. Uh, not steroids. You ever think about on steroids? You ever have pressure of doing that? Oh yeah, we've, we've had, had pressure of it. I mean, looks great, but just when you hear about the end results too of it, and who knows if the end results are really true of it, but when your balls shrink, I don't think you really want to go that way. But HGH, that's the thing that I think is going to come out like eight, ten years from now that people are going to probably even less. That's yeah. actually really good for you. Yeah, a vast percentage of the human growth hormone that's endogenously created, created in your own body, comes as a product of just getting a good night's sleep. Yeah. Like that's like before you're talking about like first figure out those consistent habits before you start getting all enamored by for sure. The building topical, the, the big stuff. Yeah. Building the base. Yeah. And that's what's like, so for professional athletes and NBA athletes, they are very, very high level at what they do and they're very, very detailed, but a lot of them still don't have the base, the functional movement patterns, the stability, and that, that overall the longevity, the recovery. So building, like if you, if I was to just toss you like one of the top NBA players or an NBA player and say you need to build him functionally for his movement, is there anything you would look at in particular, like the first thing you'd see in them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, so an interesting test that you can do with people, like I like that athletes typically end up putting some weight on their back, you know, so they can actually feel that distribution of that weight going down through their shoulders, being able to distribute down through the spine, through the hips, mm -hmm. past the knees, down in the feet. You know, so many people, the typical tendency with many people, you might want to take down this... Uh, Chime? Chime. Yeah, I realized that. It's beautiful. Let's reach up and grab that guy. I got some reach flow on questions. up and grab that. And grab that guy. Yeah. Boom. Silence. Hey, you got a little voice on you too. Silence. You we're might, always we're always tuning hey, each other based off of our hey, our, our uh, the prosody of our voice, the you might, tonality. You might be uh you might be one of those Renaissance people or the most interesting men people. You just do whatever. A lot of that's a, a, a byproduct of insecurities, and I think so. Certainly, yeah, yeah. The need to want to like, you know, pursue a life of like 
as close to Dos Equis man as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of that, like I intentionally did that as because I wanted to paint this illustrious story of Aaron Alexander. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's almost like I'm like living outside of the moment of just like being my goddamn self. Right. And I'm thinking about, okay, like make this story. So yeah. buy a one-way ticket to Cambodia, or then <laughs> one to Bogota, and then one. You know, let's get a yeah. motorcycle and ride it down to Patagonia. <laughs> we're gonna live in a hammock. You know, like I can totally see you doing that, though. I think I you did all those things. I know you did. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, I didn't make it to Patagonia. I stopped in Central America, but nonetheless. But you got in the hammock. The plan I got got the hammock. Good, yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> but I, a lot of it was just all based around insecurity and all based around wanting to beef up this story because my present story about myself was such that it was like not enough. Yeah. You know, so I kept on. So a lot of times I think there's can be a lot of confusion with people that have the most maybe fascinating lives because oftentimes like in LA it's we're pretty we're rampant with that where it's like wow it's nothing like wow you live in Santa Monica and you know around all yeah. the beautiful people yeah. and people doing the changing the world yeah. like a lot of times they're doing that because they have this insatiable void that they don't know how to fill. And so they just keep on doing anything that they possibly can. And then the byproduct that of that is they have a bunch of cool shit around them. Yeah. He got a hot wife. She's got big fake tits. <laughs> you know, they're, they're like, right. they're cool. He's got abs. He's got a sweet car. It's like, bam, bam, bam. But then you go to like a small town in Iowa. There you go. You know, only the good people are from. Represent. <laughs> you know, and there's like a lot of good people that are like, yeah. I love my family. I love my dog. I love my my work, you know, I work down at the at the hardware store, you know, yeah. and I'm like throughout the day I just love my life. But that's it. That means it's, it's just I mean, I don't know if you can really like, say you I love get, your life in Iowa. How do I, I mean, get that love my life shit. I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to get my love my life shit. Get you a cornfield in Iowa and you will love your life because you have nothing else to do. You love. have nothing else now, to do. I think that's a great point, but I think it's just based on wherever we get our joy. Do we get our joy from I mean, our is our situation create our joy or do we decide we're going to have joy and happiness and no matter what situation we're going to have that, you know what I mean? Like yep. not having like situational things determine how we feel and not having like, cause the things of this world are just going to continue to be fleeting. You can have every time you get to another level and I'm sure you've dealt with this as I've dealt with it too. Cause I wanted to, one time I just wanted to make, I just wanted to make $10,000. Like I thought that was a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And if I could run enough basketball camps to get there, I'd be set. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, that's nothing. Now you want to get to the next stage and the next stage. And if you have to keep continuing to think you have to climb that next mountain, where are you ever going to be content? Yeah. One of the biggest things that I've I've learned through it and like I can tell you have too cuz like just like I've told you, being around you has just a great vibe, a great aura. You just you breathe out confidence to other people because it looks like you're really comfortable in yourself and you're not trying to be something that you're not. Mm. So I give you a lot of credit to that. Thank you, man. But that's like that. That's what I found through the journey is how do you enjoy the daily journey in the daily grind, what people would call the daily grind, without putting so much pressure on yourself, with letting yourself be bad at something, with laughing at yourself, with like basically just not feeling stress, not feeling pressure, because stress just ruins everything, and yeah. stress can just build up. I think you need to practice not giving a shit. That's it. That's it. <laughs> like you need not give a shit repetition. <laughs> as much really reps good. as you can get of not give a shit, <laughs> like fucking hit that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> you like 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 at, like and I think dance is a beautiful opportunity with that. Like a lot of masculine men, yeah. you, know, you put them on a dance floor and they're like 
they're trying to put it together and like okay, flex the elbow here and like do a little two step, you know, a little thing yeah. I learned just kind of like forcing themselves into this position they conceive to be okay. Meanwhile, they're not really able to actually get out of their their the the, the way of themselves enough to actually feel what might feel good. For sure. You know, so when you look at like a little kid, kids are great at this. They're just doing not give a shit reps all day long. You know, they'll stare at you, they'll like grab you, they'll climb yeah. a tree, right. they'll take their pants off, right. they'll eat dirt. <laughs> like whatever they gotta do, they're like, I'm feeling it. Yeah. They're yeah. like, all right, dude, he's if he's feeling it, he's feeling it. For sure. <laughs> but that's what's great about it. And that's that's what's great about you that's infectious about you because it's it's what I call the be you mentality. Like yeah. you're gonna be you and if someone feels uncomfortable uncomfortable around you about it, forget them. Like you're gonna sit here cross-legged with your shirt out and your veins popping out and just in the sun and that's you and yeah. I love it, man. It's, it's that's who you are. It's interesting, people. People, I I get regular regularly uh, the comment about you know, oh, like if I was in great shape or whatever, like I'd be taking my shirt off, and I'm like, dude, no, like you don't understand, like you taking your shirt off allows you to get the sun. For you lose the fat <laughs> you go. and feel well right, right. and gives you enough energy to go actually hit the gym. You create this feedback loop by actually exposing yourself to the goddamn sun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but instead right. you're like, right, I'm just going to keep on this. I'm going to keep myself hidden. I'm going to keep playing these stories, you right. know, and protect so nobody sees, you know, metaphorically blocking the sun from exposing to my body. And then I'm just gonna, uh, you know, wait until I'm, I build up the confidence enough to take my, you know, take off my my turtleneck. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, the sooner you can take your turtleneck off and just expose your body to the literal and metaphorical sun, yep. the sooner your body starts getting this positive feedback loop, and you like, you know, you start coming online. For sure, the positive feedback loop and the confidence that you give yourself, and everything is started like you're saying based on. Let's say it's the foundation of building a house. You always have to have the foundation. Yeah. So even for like you're the absolute movement specialist, and we're talking very high level one percent NBA athletes here. Yeah. So we're talking. Let's let's jump jump back into that. As far as an NBA athlete to perform at their highest. Yeah. Let's say, um, obviously, the name of the game in the NBA is playing a ton of games and being able to recover and being able to perform at the highest level from game to game. Yeah. Was there any special special things that they should be doing? to make sure that they're moving at the at, at the highest level? Or how would you – let's yeah, just yeah. Throw, throw you the player. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, one, I would be looking at what's their home environment like. Um, you know, so are they spending a lot of time sitting, hunching over a chair all day long? Are they spending a lot of time um, just doing these repetitious positions? The, the, the main repetitious position is a sitting in this hunched over, slouchy chair position. As we're doing that, there's all sorts of interesting research that actually shows that being in that hunched over position, it, it lowers your energy levels. It makes you feel a little bit more like low and depressed. Sure. Yeah. It actually decreases testosterone levels. You know, so so many Ooh. people, I'm sure, in the NBA and you yeah. know all throughout, just freaking anywhere, like you go to anywhere in West LA, like they're on testosterone. They're they're taking HGH. Yeah. Like you're talking about. Yeah. Meanwhile, structurally, there's an, there's a direct association to I move in a certain way, and it, it, it almost pulls on the toggles of my internal physiology. So if you can move throughout the day, you know, change. I just came back from a Tony Robbins event. You know, so I'm all go, you're moving, like, change your state, change your physiology. <laughs> move you know, for so 18 hours can, straight and don't sleep. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes, but but I mean, a lot of that is real talk. Some of it's a little over the top, right? You know, but by you changing 
your, he calls it your physiology, but like your, your postural patterns on a momentary basis, you're starting to, to just gather all this extra money that you were just leaving on the table. You know, that, and yeah. that money is how your body heals when you're passively resting. You know, so there's all this amazing information about training and all that stuff. Right, like, right. I think NBA players have ample resources on, you know, should I do plyometrics or right. should I do isometrics right, right. or should I do, you know, like, I think we, we got that. I think the empty space is what's your rest life like? You know, so, such a good point. Yeah, you know, so, so throughout the day, you could call it, uh, y- y- if you were kind of a little bit out there language, but I kind of like it, calling, calling it the, the positions of repose. You know, so when you're repositioning yourself, that's like, what's your resting position like? You know, so if you look at your cat or your dog or cultures throughout the world, their resting position looks a lot like what we're doing right now. Yeah. Right. So we're sitting yeah. on the ground. We're mobilizing our hips. I've got my butt raised up. It'd be good for you to raise your butt up. Actually, Let me raise I, my I butt noticing. up a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, throw the pillows underneath, underneath your butt. So okay. get good cushions. Yep. So you're up, and that way you can get to a point. Even get another one underneath oh, there. Nice. More, more, more. You need more. Give me more so pillows most, under my so butt. Most, so most people need way oh, more. Wow. Throw this guy underneath as well. Get him even more. Yeah. You got to go. Keep, say, keep going higher. So what we're doing here now. That feels good. Yeah. You're, so you're now able. So now reach under, grab your butt cheeks, and pull them straight back. Okay. So kind of go like Pulling that. Straight back. Yep. So you're going to be on the, kind of more like the front edge of the sit bones. But now you fell off the cushion. So yeah, bring the cushion back so that you're on the front. I know you're on like so many cushions right now. So it's a little <laughs> a little different. Should have just. There so we go. hips back here. Okay. Find yeah. Right so spot. ideally you can get it so that you're. This is happening like with your spine. So you've gotcha. got a little bit of a curve in your lower back. Yeah. Now you're starting to get closer. Yeah, you go. Okay. You're getting in there. You're in it, man. Okay, I feel good. I feel yeah. good. Good. Yeah. I so like I'm not even kidding. Like the way I was just sitting compared to what I was sitting now, I feel a little bit more awake, maybe. Completely, man. And even in that position, so just to describe for people, the position was you were, you know, sitting cross-legged on the ground, which that's great. Um, but your spine is kind of curved forward, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like a, yeah. like a shrimp. Yeah. Type position, and what that does, um, as we mentioned, there's there's all sorts of interesting research out of Harvard. Um, girl called Amy Cuddy is pro- really popular. TED Talk is one of the most popular, actually. Uh-huh. Um, and they showed that being in that position after just a couple minutes actually decreased testosterone levels, increased stress hormone cortisol wow. levels. You know, so if you're stressing ab- out about a game, about a relationship, about fill in the blank thing, uh, and your pattern, your lifestyle is to be in this hunched over position you're potentially exacerbating those internal thoughts you're almost like setting yourself up for defeat when you go into she calls it the superwoman pose oh, uh, yeah, you know yeah, so like yeah. arms yep. up overhead yep. you're raising your arms back you're raising your chest up and you're changing your state changing your physiology you know tell your robin stuff yeah there you and you're go. going into that position sure. you're literally putting yourself into a ready state for whatever the heck it is that's 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 next on your plate you know so Throughout the day, I would recommend people are, you know, spend more time lying on your back, you know. So as opposed to like you you have your whole life, ever since you were a kid, you know, you, you got put in a, um, what do they call the child's seat in the car. You got yep. put in the stroller. Yep. You know, yep. So the ch- those childhood developmental patterns from being an infant all the way up to where we're at now, like those patterns in the beginning are, are responsible for the integration of your brain. You know, so that's it's not just this movement, exercise, moving blood and stuff. It's literally your neurological, emotional development is directly associated to wow. the way in which you move your body. 
So as you're a kid, you start off and you're on your back and then you roll over. That rolling over, you're starting to create that, that kind of spiral pattern. Yeah. Right? And then you're on your belly and you extend back. So you're activating that posterior chain. Right? And then you start to come up and you're, you're okay, now I'm starting to squat. I'm getting on all fours. I'm walking back and forth on this cross crawl pattern. Now I'm squatting. I'm opening up my hips. Now I'm standing. As that's happening, you're also, as I mentioned, you're integrating your neurology at the same time. Then we go into directly back into essentially the fetal position because of the way that modern culture is. This is brand new that this happened. That we would be placed after that position. You're finally up. You're finally standing. You're right, extended back. You're tall. Down. You're perfectly aligned. Huh. You look at a baby as they sit on the ground like we're doing right now. Their spine is perfect. Yeah. Look at any baby Crazy. anywhere in the world. When they're sitting on the ground, they have their hips back just like I was just describing to you. Uh -huh. And they're up on their sit bones. And their spine is just whoosh, straight up all the way to the top of their head. Because they don't have enough muscle to kind of hold themselves in imbalanced patterns. So they need to be in balance as an wow. adult male, especially because we have, you know, excess, a lot of muscle, like slabs of just meat on our bodies because, you know, we want to appear bigger. So we yeah. just pack it on. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do as men. That's what we do. Yeah. yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. So within that, there's a lot more room for us to just kind of hold ourselves in imbalanced positions. Meanwhile, yeah. we never actually even thought about accessing what would it be like to be in a balanced state without muscular compensation. Wow. Okay, interesting. All right. So basically our muscle memory reps from a young age pretty much just deters our overall yeah, body man. Ever since, ever, ever since you put young. your kid in a car seat in the car and pushed them around in a stroller instead of strapping them onto you in, in like one of those like slings like you see around the rest of the world. Like it's interesting. I don't know about this part for sure. It's just more something I've observed that I think is interesting. Maybe somebody listening might know about it. Um, but it seems like there's a pretty interesting like evolutionary connection of the time frame that a child, as they're younger and smaller, you carry the child around naturally. And then they kind of reach an age where it kind of gets harder to carry them around. And then around that same age, they're able to walk on their own. <laughs> you know, what we do That's is we true. like bypass that. We say, okay, I want to carry my kid. Be a pain yeah. in the ass. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I just put him in this stationary, fetal, punched over <laughs> position inside the stroll. I'll just kind of push him around yeah. like they're like a doll or something. You know, or some groceries. I was push around my groceries. Like, yeah. no, bitch, you don't push around your human <laughs> groceries. <laughs> like, they need to adapt. Oh, Every man. time you take a step, that jostling, and they're integrating their yeah. vestibular system and their balance. They're they're coming online. You know, they feel that that contact with you when you take touch. I'll shut up in a second. What no, take, keep going. <laughs> this is great. Like, I'm already <laughs> planning on having my kid do acro yoga with you every day. Like, Good, I'm going to send him that. over to your we house do, for sure. Do that. There's an interesting thing in relation to touch as well. We, you know, when you deprive a child or any being from touch, um, specifically with children, there's a thing called failure to thrive. Yeah. So failure to thrive essentially is your body goes into this state. They say, okay, I'm not being adequately touched and contacted evolutionarily that organism being you know your son jimmy feels like oh maybe i'm like kind of stuck in the woods and i lost my parents i should probably slow down my metabolic rate and kind of go into more of like a survival place so it's not time to heal organs and grow muscles and right. it's time to just go into this dormant survival position 
Yeah. And so that failure to thrive, you see this in the Romanian orphanages um, in the late 80s. There wasn't enough uh, caretakers for the orphans because there was this surplus of a lot of children. Um, and so they weren't being touched and they didn't grow. A lot of them even died. Weird. You know, so th- th- but the interesting thing with that is they're being fed ample food. Right. Um, but touch is literally a form of nutrition. <laughs> Movement okay. is a form of nutrition. Yeah, no doubt. You reach sure. up, you climb the tree to gather the food. Yeah. Right. You, yeah. you the, the whole the whole process of digestion, like for you to be able to actually digest and assimilate that food, necessitates your intestines to go through that that undulatory. It's called peristalsis. The intestines like boom, and they and they they move that food through your system. Yep. So as yep. you're walking. You're literally assisting with the function of all of your organs. And so eating isn't as simple as just I passed food down my face hole. <laughs> like eating, movement is eating. Yeah, yeah. Contact is eating. Sun is eating. It's, really, it's all nutrition. That's a really interesting way to look at it. I love that because everything coincides with one. And the biggest thing that I'll see in professional athletes, NBA players, or anyone in general, is they think that their activity is based on their activity alone. But like for NBA players, they'll go kill a workout like really work out hard yeah and then they'll sit and they'll sit they'll play video games or they'll sit they'll sit but basically that's what you're saying is that's pretty much deterring from how their next performance is going to be or how their longevity is going to be yeah because then the name of the game in the nba is is if a team or a player can figure out 82 games 41 of them spent traveling from on an airplane if a team can figure out how their guys can perform at the highest level every single night they win. Like yep. they're going to win more games. That's going to be a ton more money. Each for indi- for one player, it could be another contract. It could be 30 million more dollars. And a lot of this can be based on just on how they recover. I call it the other 22 cuz usually NBA athletes or people can work out hard, maybe maximum maybe maximum of 2 hours a day, but what are you doing with the other 22 hours of your day? Yeah. And I love where you come from, where uh, what what you've built up to be, I mean, you are like the Einstein of movement, mind, body, and movement. Like it's more than just movement. Like you're saying, food is more than just food. It's food and movement and sun and I mean the feeling, the touch, and bringing everything comprised together as one. Yeah, yeah. So transitioning for that, like with everything that you talk about in the five steps of being able to be stress-proof. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 talk more about stress. Let's talk more about stress for athletes for people and like how would you how would you say that the stress how do do you how do you become stress proof Mm. you live and breathe it how do you become stress proof i'm still working on it um always a work yeah always a work in progress (laughs) i was stressed out this morning i told you how did i become stress proof this morning it's funny i outsource my shit (laughs) you know it's funny i had a bunch of crap that i was like oh god i can't do it then i got you know what uh, an editor to finish up some stuff i'm like boom stress proof yeah and then i got you know my graphic person i got another person i'm like bam you know so i think a big part of stress proofing yourself is surrounding yourself with really tremendous human beings that can do the job yeah you have to have a team around you for sure. You gotta have a team around you, man. Yeah. You know, if you're doing anything meaningful, it really, truly, it, like all the credit goes to that. You know, the more typically like the masculine or like the the, the thing that you see. 
but it's really it's like you know the wife and the feminine and like the yeah. nurturing and keeping things together and you know making you dinner and keeping your schedule put together and making the calls and organizing the things and no then when you get no business you have the people oh they did the lighting for the conference thing and they invited everybody and they did the email series and they it's like dude i'm a tiny itsy bitsy yeah. little part yeah you know you the just, sooner that you figure that shit out the better you'll better you'll be and the more connected you'll be with everybody else no and you can get out of your own internal significance game and get into like growth and connection with other people i think if you're truly in community then yeah you're stress proof because that's what like we're not an end like this skin this is going to get out there but this skin separation that we have um that's just a belief system that that's any separation like the truth is we're breathing each other's air right now you know we're we're literally inoculating each other's to or, or each other to the the bacteria that's coming out of our breath oh yeah you want that <sighs> that hot, real hot talk. coffee breath no that's, that's, yeah. that's real talk like sure. your your immune system develops based off of the bacteria that you're exposed to yeah there's an interesting thing i was watching the what's it called one strange rock that will smith is narrating oh, pretty wow. pretty cool yeah. you ever seen this no i haven't seen it oh dude it's great nice um it's, so it's like a I don't know how many part, nine, ten part episode series about these astronauts. Um, they, you know, go to the, go to the moon or space and they look back at the earth and they have this like unicity sensation and they go into, in each episode, they go into different parts of life on earth, essentially. Mm-hmm. And one of them, they showed uh, the Amazon. Um, they have this river and it was, go- they, they, they broke it down in like the cycle of the water. So they have the trees are pulling the water up from the ground, and then it goes up through the root, then it goes out through the leaves, and then they like they did this graphic stuff where they see the water drops like pulling out of the leaves, going up into the clouds, and then above there's this ongoing cloud system. That's it's a air river, and then that goes all the way across. Eventually, it crashes into the Andes Mountains, and then pours back down, and boom, right back in the river. You know, so you have this idea, yeah. this construct, like oh, river. Tree, right. cloud, right. mountain. No, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the way my science teacher said it. That's exactly the way she said it. No, it's a whole ecosystem. It's a whole system. It's a motherfucking ecosystem, son. Yeah. And that's what we are. We're a whole community. That's what Love your work that, is. Man. That's what your MBA yeah. team is. That's no what your coach doubt. is. That's what your wife is. That what your exchange with the person that gave you coffee at Starbucks or whatever is. Yeah. You know, and so the sooner that you can get out of your own ego and get into more of a team Man. mindset mentality, the sooner everybody comes together, including yourself. That is so good. And as much as I want to talk to you about the movement speciality of the NBA players and how they can benefit from it, like that goes even further in depth. That's why. Like, what is movement? It is. Yeah, and that's great. It is movement. <laughs> the way that you move posturally sends a signal to everybody else, including yourself. No doubt. So if I'm closed up and I'm hunched over and I'm, you know, twisted up and I'm turned and I'm not looking at you making eye contact, what does that say? I mean, it says you're not, I mean, you're not confident in yourself. It says I'm you not confident. It says maybe I'm scared of you. Yeah. It says maybe I'm, you know, I'm scared yeah. of myself. It says yeah. maybe I'm insecure in this situation. So right. what about you and me are about to go and fucking battle on the court, yeah. you know, or take playing playoffs, whatever. And I look at you, I say, "All right, here we go, man. man. <laughs> I think we, I think we have a chance." <laughs> You're like, "What?" 
Uh, like we've already lost. Yes. Yeah. No doubt. That's a. <laughs> and just so you know, he's in that he was he was making a joke and looking away and not looking very confident at all. But think about it. Like that's how it is. Like think about the best players that Jordan or Kobe. Have they ever show any nonness of confidence at all? I mean, even that's that's a lot what I do with NBA players. Like sometimes I'll have 14, 15 guys in the gym, and I really don't know what I'm about to do. Yeah. But if I look at like I don't, if I look like I don't know what I'm going to do, they can smell that, they can feel that, they yep. and they and won't you, listen to and me. More, maybe, maybe even more importantly. In fact, I would say almost more importantly, confidently, uh, you don't believe yourself. No doubt. Yes. Exactly. It's not about them. Yeah. You don't believe yourself. Yeah. If you believe yourself. Just by default, they believe you. Yeah, yeah. It's not about them. And that's, that's pretty much the name of the game. I just convinced myself I know what I'm talking about. Like, I'm sure you love doing that. Like, that's one of my favorite things to do. Like, I know people like saying they like getting uncomfortable to get out of their comfort zone to grow. But I like going into a situation where I have to speak on stage. And I have a little bit of a plan, but I know I don't have the whole plan. Yeah. So I kind of just got to make it go on the flow and just pretty much convince people that I know what I'm doing. Right. It's, I mean, that is how you grow. Yeah. I take back what I said about it's not about them. In that specific instance, if you truly believe in yourself, I just I just say that for emphasis because they yeah. will end up following along with what you're saying because yeah. you're so damn confident. That's why cult leaders can get people to wear sneakers and, you know, drink Man. whatever the hell it was they drank and try yeah. to make it up to the common or whatever. No doubt. So confident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Very. all right, damn, he believed in himself. Well, I mean, even in a bad way, I mean, think about Hitler, like, how confident was he? Oh, dude, he's, he's a master. He's, I mean, a, he's master, a genius. A master he's just, leader, yeah. Like just in the dark way. genius. <laughs> exactly. But you can learn from that shit. Yeah. And you don't want to put, you don't want to just toss Hitler or, you know, the comic guy or, you know, under the rug. Say, oh, like, what can we learn from that? Yeah. You know, it's sure. not Mother Teresa and Martin Luther King. Like, they're all practicing the same arts. There's just a light side of it and a dark side of it. That's exactly but the tools right. that they're using, it's the same shit. Yeah. No doubt. Hitler had good posture too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. They walk around like they got I a stick know, in their they head. Yeah, that's yeah, I know. That's true. That's a good point. Man, just he had his, he had a he had a some issues with his penis. Hitler. Oh, yeah, one of his Didn't main issues. So he, had, I, I think that was, was a story I untold. Called, I forget what it's called now, but his 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 pee hole was facing down. Huh. So there was some insecurity around sexuality. Was a big thing for okay. Hitler. I read the first quarter of his biography um so he uh so that was an issue and then as well so overall he had a lot of insecurity around sexuality there's a lot of repression there um he had like one girl again this comes back to contact and connection and love and support how that feeds you and cultivates you as a human being as a team member all that stuff so he had so much repression around his own sexuality um that eventually perhaps that turned into aggression well, I'd be pretty aggressive too if my pee hole was facing down. Well, you figure it out. You figure it out, man. You figure oh, okay. it out. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's all. It's all mental. All right. So let's talk about your. <laughs> <laughs> it's all mental. A little physical, but. Well, I guess that's a little physical. Let's talk about your book that's coming out too. All right. Yeah, so, yeah. coming over here, like, right now you look super stress free, but I know you're battling deadlines that are coming out too, mm. and just to see you and to see like. Like, you're present in the moment right now. I know you have so much going on, and you have a million things going on, which, which too, I give you a ton of respect coming from Pennsylvania as I come from the middle of nowhere, Iowa. Like, there had to have been a lot of people telling you, like, what the heck are you doing? Like, yeah. why don't you get a 9-to-5 job? And that's that's something that I see that I, that I see as a light in you is you don't care what other people think. You're going to live the life that you want to live, that everybody else actually wants to live, but you're actually going to do it. Yeah. So going along with the stress free. So all this leads into the book that's coming out. Like I think, like I know that you are the movement specialist, and this is 
like the almanac for movement coming out. But it's so much. Even if I just say movement, I know that just puts it into a box because there's so much more to it. Unless you like blow the lid off of movement and realize that movement is your exactly. whole entire life. Exactly. And your thoughts move you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's the people, the, the general connotation of everybody, even myself and knowing a lot in this in optimization thinks like you kind of just think movement is movement. But like that's where you're 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 making mindset shifts. But movement is so much more than movement. Yeah. Big time thank you for joining me on the One Percenter Podcast. Hopefully you took something away from today that you can implement into your own life, that you can improve 1% daily, pouring into yourself so that you can pour into others. And that's what life's about, just living every day with the ultimate joy, passion for what you do, and overall confidence in who you are. Being able to live the life that you want to live without caring how others want you to live it. And if you want to take the next step along with me, right beside me in a community of one percenters, in a tribe of one percenters, check out davidnurseacademy.thinkific.com. The link will be in the show notes. But what this is, is this it gets you registered to be part of the family, the one percenter family, taking the 29-day challenge where it goes in-depth, personalized, customized information and questions to me where I work hand-in-hand with you to help you optimize your sleep, your nutrition, your training, and your overall mindset, and literally to make you the ultimate one percenter. So check that out, davidnurseacademy.thinkific.com. Link is in the show notes. But really, that's that's only if you want it. That's if you want to take the next step. You definitely don't have to. I'm just super blessed and super happy to have you along on this journey with me on the One Percenter Podcast. And I'm always trying to improve. I'm always trying to learn. So if you could, leave me some questions. Leave me some comments. Leave a five-star review. That would be great. Or if you think it's a one-star, tell the truth on that too. But anyways, that helps me get on even more guests and helps us all learn together and grow together in any area that we can and ultimately that's the joy in life think about it if you can enjoy the journey enjoy the daily process enjoy the daily grind and not have to put your thoughts and hopes and and dreams and the expectations of others or what the world deems a success but just knowing you're waking up every single day on a mission on your purpose following your passion that's what being a one percenter is about that's what this podcast is about hope you all have a great week thank you for supporting the one percenter podcast go out there and do something for somebody change somebody's life if you change one life that is leaving a legacy the rest is gravy on top remember life is a journey enjoy it david nurse one percenter podcast signing off